Welcome to episode two of The Cycle. I'm Brandon Bordeaux of Baby Blue Memories. Of course, us and your was a teaming up here to bring you all your local action highlights every two weeks. A very busy summer. Let's dive right into it, as shall we? Taking a look at the first game I was able to witness uh, this last couple of weeks. U9 Girls Purple taking on U9 Girls Red. That's right, two Gahnawagi teams going toe-to-toe in the squared circle that is Maddie's Park. And the red team starving for their first victory of the season actually took the lead going into the final inning of this game. That's right, it was all up to the purple team to come back and the pink team led by uh, coach Tiffany Mayo trying to cling on to a one-point lead over Ganeta Gerdu's purple girls team. But in the end, the purples score three in the last inning and they come out on top for the victory. Uh, Ganeta Gerdu's Gilbert's team now five wins, three losses on the team season, tied for third place in the league standings. Uh, Mayo's Pink Hawks team or the red team, but we'll call them pink. They're wearing pink jerseys. Uh, still searching for that first victory of the season. But I will say that having watched these two teams play head-to-head in the beginning of the season, they have really gotten better. And there's definitely a lot of signs for improvement. This isn't the last time we'll be talking about either of these two teams. As we'll take a look at this, the lineup, they are going to be playing later on this weekend. So we'll get you all caught up in that action. How about the U11 girls? Now, for the first time in 28 days, that's right, the U11 girls had not played a single game of baseball for over or nearly a month. They came out and shook off that rust immediately, pounding the Candiac Fuchsia Cubs by a score of 10 to 1 in Candiac. The second game, however, was more of a battle. And this time it was the Cubs who came out on top by a final score of 7 to 6, handing Kyleen Standups girls, their first loss of the season. Uh, 7-6, the final score there. So those girls are 3-1. and one. They're going to have a lot of games coming up over the next few weeks, including that doubleheader coming up this Saturday at Maddie's Park. That's what you will see in the girls' league uh, this season is that the unavailability of fields have made it important to have each of their weekend games played basically as a doubleheader. U16 girls playing a doubleheader this weekend. U11 girls playing a doubleheader this weekend. One of the U9 teams, opponents, the Fuchsia Cubs, playing a doubleheader against both Gahnawage teams. So the pink team will play them, and then the purple team will play them as well. Let's take a look at the U11Bs. How about this? They are 5-2 and two this season, a team that's still relatively young in terms of baseball experience, winning on Monday. Uh, July 12th by a score of 8-4 to four over the St. Laurent Blue Crush. And the Friday before that, a thriller 7-6 at home against the Pierre Fall Red Sox. This team, five wins, two losses on the season. We'll take a look at where they play this weekend as well because they will be in action two times this upcoming weekend. Moving on to the U11As, a tough 12-9 loss to Sirwa, followed by a 13-5 loss to the Valley Field Reds. The Reds are 7-1. That is the Warhawks' second loss of the season against Valley Field. So a tough way for them to begin their campaign, or at least to continue on in their campaign here. But they are in action this upcoming Thursday, which is uh, the 15th. They are going to be at home against the Sirwa Voltageers Rouge. So they beat this team earlier in the season by a score of 12-9. to They'll go at it again for a second time. 
Uh, Justin Horn's team hoping to get back in the win column. They're currently three wins and five losses. Looking at the U13 team, how about this? Up 7-6 to six in the final inning on the road against St. Laurent. The Crush had a runner on third with one out, and a ball was caught in shallow left field. And the Crush sent the runner home, and the throw was on time, nailing the runner at home plate and sending the Warhawks to a win to get back over 500 at 3-2-2. Two, and two. Now, unfortunately, since then, the Warhawks have lost a couple of tight games against very stiff competition, losing to the first-place West Island Red Sox 12-3 last Friday at the hospital ball field, and then falling 15-11 at home against the DDO Blue Jays this uh, past Monday. They will be in action this Wednesday. So July 14th, they're in action on the road against the Lachine A's, a winnable game for the Warhawks as Lachine has had their struggles this season. Gahnawage trying to get back in the win column and trying to get to four wins, four losses, and two ties. Obviously, the record right now, three, four, and two. U16 or U15Bs, a tough loss this past Friday. They were up 8-6 going into the open inning against the Preskill Grays. But Preskill scoring three in that final inning, and they get their first win of the season over the U16 Warhawks, who suffered their first loss of the 2021 campaign in that game. Prior to that, they had a pair of victories over, a, at least on paper, superior Preskill Red team, superior to the Preskill Gray team. They won 12-11 at home over Preskill Red and then won in Il Perot by a score of 12-8 last week so that team the warhawks bu 16s or u 15s five wins and one loss and the first place team in the u18 b league is our very own gahnawage warhawks now on a four game winning streak winning by a score of 12 7 at pierre fall they won uh july 3rd so that was last week 5-4 over surwa and then a 16-3 win over St. Laurent, 9-6. They defeated the Surwa Red Sox. And that game played last week, the 5-4 win at home last Saturday, was actually over the Lachine Athletics. So a lot of action to catch you up in terms of what has gone on over the last couple of weeks. What's coming up this weekend? Well, we'll start on Friday. U11B's at home against Lakeshore Blue. That's a 6.30 p.m. start at Maddie's Park. The U9 Pur uh, Purple Girls team will be on the road at that same time, 6.30 against Candiac Fuchsia. Saturday, U11Bs in action on the road. So they got a back-to-back -back this weekend. 10 a.m. start against the DDO Dodgers. U15Bs will be at home against Soulanges at 10 a.m. as well. At 1 p.m., we have the U18s at home against DDO Royals. On the road, U9 Purple Girls at Mercier. That's a 10 a.m. start. U9 Red Girls on the road against Candiac Fuchsia at 1. So there we go with that Candiac Fuchsia doubleheader. They got the U9 Girl Warhawks Purple Team at 10. They got the U9 Girl Red Team at 1 p.m. So Gahnawage invading Candiac with those two girls games there. Also on Saturday, the U11 Girl Warhawks will play host to St. Lambert Angels for a doubleheader, 10.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. over at Maddie's Park. Hopefully no weather delays needed and no time to waste here because, as we mentioned, the girl team had to go a whole month 
A whole month. How do you go a whole month in the middle of June without playing a baseball game? But they are scheduled for a double dip this upcoming Saturday, 10.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. against the St. Lambert Angels. And then on Sunday, more action coming up for you as the U9 girls red team will visit St. Lambert. And then a doubleheader for our U16 girls team. They will be in action at home at 10.30 and 1.30 p.m. So that's at the Sports Complex ball field taking on the Laval Purple Tornado. The Girl Hawks 3-1 on the campaign. But remember with the doubleheaders, things can be night and day. The U11 Girl Hawks going from a 10-1 road win against Candiac Fuchsia to a 7-6 road loss against that very same team. You have to bring it and you have to have some energy because you'll be playing baseball for basically four out of five hours. And then the older teams will be in action later on in the evening on Sunday. The U18s visiting the Surwa Patriots. That's a 7 p.m. start in Bohornwa. And the U16 team in action at Sulaus 2, 7 p.m. The U16s won the earlier head-to-head meeting between these two teams by a score of 11-1. That game was called due to mercy rule. All right, that is it for the lineup in the first six inning here. Coming up, seventh inning stretch. Greg Horn and I will look at Kerry Terrence, an OHL draft pick of the Erie Otters from Akwesasne, who was named to the U-17 squad for the team for Team USA in a five-team tournament that will be getting underway in the next couple of weeks. And Jillian Weir, whose mom hails from Tyandanega Mohawk Territory, will be participating in the Tokyo 2020 Games in the Women's Hammer Throw. I'm Brandon Bordeaux, and right now you are listening to The Cycle between Baby Blue Memories and Yordi Wazir. And we're back on the cycle. Brandon Bordeaux alongside Greg Horn, Baby Blue Memories, and Yuri Wuze combining to bring you the best in local sports. And now it's time for a good seventh inning stretch. So get those arms ready and stretch that mind because, ladies and gentlemen, we have two big stories to get to you involving uh, a couple of uh, Indigenous people, specifically Ganyakahaga individuals. So we'll look at that first, uh, with starting with uh, Jillian Weir who's a mom hails from Tyandanega Mohawk Territory. Greg, she'll be participating in the Tokyo 2020 Games in the Women's Hammer Throw, one of 57 athletes named to Canada's track and field team. Wow, what a story this is. She, of course, uh, is going to be participating in that in a couple of weeks' time. Just so monumental for all of us, I believe, to have this. And I I can't remember any situation where we had somebody at the game since... 2000 i was i'm a little too young for uh for alwyn when he was at the olympic games in i believe 84 yeah 84 and 88 84 Uh, and 88 yeah so i mean you know this is monumental news uh you know having uh jillian weir being named to the team canada for for the women's uh hammer throw anytime that we we get one of our athletes whether they're from here or 
from Aguzasne or from Tainanega or anywhere else that that has the chance to to play at their sport at the top levels, you know, internationally is, is amazing. And, you know, and it shows that the, the hard work and the perseverance that these athletes have gone through for throughout their whole lives is, is something that's going to pay off. Right. Definitely. So, you know, and, and I mean, we're excited, uh, you know, it, it, you know, gives, gives us a little something, a little more to, to watch, uh, you know, uh, when, when the Olympics uh, start in two weeks or thereabouts, uh, whenever, and, and I think, I'm not sure exactly when her, her event starts, but it's going to be, you know, give everybody a little extra reason to, to, to watch these games. Yeah. And that's going to be the key thing too, because that's the only way anybody will be able to watch these games is going to be through the television. We're going to have the best view in the house because unfortunately the cases have spiked out in Japan and there's going to be no fans. But that being said, even with that in maybe the back of these athletes' minds, this is still huge. It's still the Olympics. Yeah, for, for real. I mean, this is the Olympics. It's it's a year late, but it's because of the pandemic and you know these these athletes have been training hard and uh, working to get here and and you know it's going to be something phenomenal to see and she's not the only connection uh to the mohawk nation and to Ganawage that's going to be in the olympics this year either yeah that's true in this week's issue of yuri was we have uh jordan stand-up uh interviewed uh mark nipper granger who is joining team canada as a canoe coach yeah you know for, the, for the women's team so you know that that's that's something that you know that that's you know really nice to hear and this will be nipper's fifth time uh, coaching at the Olympics and it's just something special, right? Yeah, truly. And you have to understand too, the Olympics are every four years or in this case, five, yeah. like it becomes that much more important. We take, that's why we take the U the field lacrosse and box lacrosse, the world indoor and outdoor championships so big because they only come around every four years. Yeah. You know, and, and it's the only time you get to see, well, in, in, in lacrosse, it's the only time you ever get to see all, all, all the best teams in the world playing against each other. You know, it's it, it, in other sports, you have uh, world championships and, and other international competitions. But this is, you know, there's nothing like the Olympic stage. Well, well if we if we talk to Nipper or if we talk to Weir and we said you have the chance to win a gold medal in a world championship or a gold medal at the Olympics. Which which answer do you think they're giving? Oh, I think everybody's going to say the Olympics. Yeah, definitely. It's that it is that big. And. Good luck to Jillian uh, Weir, who's, of course, uh, maternal side from Tayandanega, Mohawk Territory. 2020 Tokyo Games, still having a hard time getting used to that, actually. Yeah. Here in 2021, uh, she'll be participating in the woman's hammer throw. And here's the, the useless fact of the day that I feel we have to touch on because it's just, it's, it's really funny if you think about it. I worked at Kujuak back in 2014. I was working as a camp coordinator. And our camp, our actual camp was across the water, across the strait. And the only way we can get there would be when the tide was high. And in the room, which I was assigned, stood a poster of Alwyn Morris. <laughs> nice. 30 years after he first participated in the Olympic Games. I was like, wow, are you serious? So did you oh. have it in you to dream? <laughs> I, I did not. But I did wake <laughs> up at 2.30 in the morning wondering why the sun was still out and if I had missed my alarm. <laughs> All right. And next up, we have uh, Carrie Terrence from Akwizusne, who was selected in the first round of the OHL priority draft by the Erie Otters. He was named to the U-17 squad for Team USA in a five-team tournament. Team USA will be participating uh, with the Swiss, who is uh, the host. Tournament's taking place in VISP, by the way. The Czech Republic, Team USA, obviously, 
Germany and Slovakia in a round-robin formatted bracket. The U.S. Uh, selects five-time national champions or five-time champions of this tournament, uh, most recently taking place in 2017. So Terrence was uh, taken 10th overall in the draft, in the OHL draft. So a top 10 pick, imagine the OHL priority draft. This kid has a chance to be something special. We, we talked about uh, Connor Roulette uh, really briefly. Of course, he is a Cree who is touted as a top two-round draft choice or predicted to be one in the next couple of days. Of course, that's going to be taking place next week. He, of course, is Cree, but he this one here, Terrence, a name we've known and we've heard. Uh, we've had, had a Terrence playing for uh, the Hunters a couple of years ago. And uh, Carrie Terrence, selected by the Erie Otters and now playing uh, U-17 hockey for Team USA. Greg, you, you were there when uh, Travis was playing for, Travis Zachary was playing for, I believe, was it Ramuski? Travis Zachary played for Granby, then Granby moved to Cape Breton. Cape so, Breton. So he played for the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles, and then a bunch of people from Gunnawaga went, went to Quebec City uh, to watch Travis Zachary play against the other Gunnawaga Ardon, who was playing the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Hunter Lahash, who was playing for yep. the Quebec Ramparts, and on route to that game, the the two the two got traded for each other. <laughs> so so you know it, it, you know it, it was it was something that we were uh, everybody was uh, excited for, and then you know still got to see both of them play, but it was uh, you know they, they were wearing the different jerseys. Yeah, I'd imagine in 2000-2001, the QMJHL shop wasn't exactly fast enough to ship you guys jerseys within the time you got to the next. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is a really interesting story. Yeah. Now, Terrence uh, slotted to play on the third line, third line left winger. Obviously, we know those lines will change and interchange throughout, but it looks like he is going to be a regular contributor to this team. And when you think about the number, in just sheer terms of NHL players, who are playing right now, Team USA, arguably the second strongest team in the world. They have the second most players playing at the best league in the world. And he is going to be a regular contributor to a team that's got to be considered the favorite in this five-team tournament alongside the host Swiss, the Germans, the Czechs, and the Slovaks. And just this is just unbelievable. This is monumental to, to see. Obviously, we have Brandon Mator, right, from Six Nations. Who's in the uh, who's in the NHL and uh, now potentially somewhere down the road, a second Ganyakahaga will be joining them. Yeah, for real, and, and and it's been quite a few years since we've had anybody, any any Ganyakahaga people within the NHL. Uh, you know, be, before Brandon, uh, I think the last uh, Ganyakahaga NHLer was Norm Miracle for uh, play for the Jets. Uh, play probably the play, old Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, he. Maybe he he also played for the Atlanta Thrashers and a couple of other teams. Oh, uh, well, the former Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the former former. So yeah, he was uh, played for the Atlanta Thrashers and a couple other teams uh, throughout his career. He was a goaltender, you know. And then before that, uh, the last time there was a Mohawk playing might have been uh, good old Bobby Simpson. Schmo. Yeah. Yeah, that's going back a little while. Who, who also played for Atlanta. Yeah, but he played for the Flames, right? Yes, yeah. Funny, I was just watching a story on uh, how Atlanta bombed out of the NHL a couple of times. Um, but Kerry Terrence, yeah, good luck to you and good luck to Team USA who are going to be playing in that U-17 squad. Uh, again, five-team round-robin tournament. They'll be playing alongside the Germans, the Swiss, the Czechs, and the Slovaks. 
And that, my friends, is your seventh inning stretch. Hope you didn't pull a groin. And thank you very much for joining us here on episode two of The Cycle. Greg, I hope you're having a blast with these. I know I am, and I can't wait for a couple of weeks' time when we film our third episode. Okay, great. We'll see you soon. Yeah, take care of yourselves. And to all of you listening, on Wahe. Your Diwaze would like to thank the Community Media Strategic Support Fund for supporting this initiative.